Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody welcome in to an nba trade deadline edition episode number 316 of underground sports philadelphia kb and matt coming at you from underground studios as always guys show would not be possible without our amazing local sponsors main auto llc ducharms pro foot security 21 security systems paul j gillespie incorporated Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And guys, you know, you see us watch if you're watching on uh, the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Be a friend, tell a friend. You can watch the show live. I'm always wearing my Tomahawk shades, my blue light plus glasses. Matt, it's hard to believe Friday will be one year since we partnered with Tomahawk Shades. They got on board with us during a global pandemic. Super appreciative of our friends Cracking at Tomahawk Shades. To celebrate that. Got to celebrate that. And uh, we celebrate them because they're the best in the game. They've got the Blue Light Plus glasses, sunglasses, the Small Batch Collective. They've even got watches on their website. Check them out, TomahawkShades.com. And when you go to checkout, after you fill up your cart with all your goodies, use our promo code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order. Tomahawk Shades, quality product for an affordable price. And Matt, we are full swing of things into March Madness. The Madness has lived up to its name. Uh, so this tournament season, take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. And guys, we're talking about our friends and our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in man in men's grooming from head to toe when the clock winds down in march be clutch and avoid the upset with the manscaped performance package to keep all your hair and holes tamed manscaped is trusted by over two million men including matt and myself worldwide join the manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20 percent off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code usp for our exclusive offer and as matt and i both know your bracket, it's not supposed to be perfect, but with Manscaped's performance package, you can be confident that your nose, ear, and ball pubes are indeed perfect. The Manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and number one overall seed this season. Might even be better than Illinois. That feels like a personal attack <laughs> on me, and that's okay. I mean, Sister Jean struck again, and we'll definitely get she into sucks. some March Madness talk, but... Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. And guys, look, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, so why not use the best tools for the job? This amazing bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body. 
and it checks every box for a Final Four run. And let's not forget about their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine and keep you fresh for anything. Get the performance package now and also receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Again, Matt and I can attest, these boxers, hands down, the best that we've ever worn. Uh, and we're not just saying that because Manscaped wants us to. We've had the, we have the product, and it is the best. Another favorite, the Crop Mop Wipes. Cool and refreshing ball butt and body wipes for peak male hygiene and extra care where it matters most. And guys, Manscaped has also partnered with the GOAT. Not a sixer, but he's a pretty damn good person. Alex Caruso and the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. Thank you to Manscaped for making our holes look sexy during the dance. Like I said, guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. And guys, of course, what what is March Madness? What is the season of sports? What is a trade deadline? If you don't have some stateside urban craft vodka in hand, they're the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. Seven times distilled, certified gluten-free. It's blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G that also doesn't sponsor the big dance. And they're the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. They've also won awards for best package in the world. So go to statesidevodka.com right now and purchase your vodka. They also have apparel that you guys can scoop up as well. And if you add those one liter bottles to your order, Use our promo code at checkout, USP, to get 10% off the one-liter vodka bottles at statesidevodka.com. That's promo code USP for 10% off at statesidevodka.com on the one-liter bottles of vodka. Must be 21 or older to purchase and enjoy. And I've got, of course, guys, please drink responsibly. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream for the most part. It is trade deadline eve. As we are recording this on Wednesday night, and uh, lots and lots of rumors swirling around the 76ers. Yeah, some on, uh, some saying we are landing Kyle Lowry. It's imminent, <laughs> and some saying we consider it a long shot. Um, yeah, it sort of changes hour by hour in terms of how in the know we are. I know uh, Woj was on ESPN earlier today and said that don't count the Lakers out either. Obviously, Woj is like one of the most plugged in. Not even just NBA reporters, sports reporters. If mm-hmm. Woj says it, typically you're taking that as gospel. Right. Um, so, you know, all, all along it's pretty much between – lately the last week and a half has been between us and Miami. Those have been the two teams that we've heard the most about interested in Kyle Lowry. Now the Lakers obviously being involved adds, adds a wrench, of course. But, um, yeah, that's obviously – that's been the guy we've talked about. That's been the guy that's been rumored. We'll see. I, I know there's been other rumors to, to other point guards for us, but um, Kyle Lowry still seems to be like the main target for the Sixers. But we've seen under Daryl Morey that, um, yeah, there can certainly be like easily identifiable targets, but 
you know, I don't think anyone saw like the Seth Curry trade, for instance, coming. Right. That was just something that happened draft night. So it's not impossible that uh, we could see that. And there's also like reports that it's a three-team trade if we're trading for Kyle Lowry, um, which could mean maybe we give up a little bit less than we would have to. Maybe we don't have to give up Danny Green even, but who knows? It's it's all you know speculation at this point. And you know, I think I'm I'm actually almost more interested in what teams around us are doing. Obviously, the Celtics are like super involved in a potential Aaron Gordon trade, right? Maybe Evan Fournier involved in that too. Marcus Smart going the other way. Who knows? Like that's very interesting. <clears throat> very curious to see what, if anything, the Brooklyn Nets do with the trade deadline. Obviously, they're kind of the team that everyone is looking up towards. Obviously. They haven't really even had like their full death lineup yet, and they're sounds still... like they're on the verge of getting JJ Redick. Right, like it, but even then, there's like speculation that JJ had Tobias on his pod, and you know, like people are running with that. Like it's all it's all over the place. Um, yeah, there's rumors that JJ could be, even be getting bought out, that he yeah. might not even be traded, and that's you know, again, you're hearing just the entire spectrum of of <laughs> rumors and and sources say and all this. It's certainly the most like contradictory trade that trade deadline rumors that i can remember Mm -hmm. in terms of like we always hear like rumors obviously but i don't think i've ever seen this where like literally every day there are contradictory reports about like where teams stand and obviously you know teams come on hot and maybe get more involved in trade talks right but to this degree where there's just completely opposites happening is um is definitely unusual so if jj reddick gets bought out are you in I, I'm in on JJ, right? Like I, I don't think that he's a, a solution that you're really looking at like to make a huge difference mm-hmm. for you in the playoffs. I mean, we've seen that he had some limited success in the playoffs three years ago now, pretty much. Um, and a lot of people were begging for him to be taken off the court in late game situations. And you have to ask yourself if that's changed, and it almost certainly hasn't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he'd be great for the regular season, right? I think he could still, like definitely help you in the playoffs i think obviously this roster is a little bit different in terms of its build and we we know that he has obviously um great like on the court chemistry with Embiid, which could be huge Mm -hmm. and you know if you ask yourself what the sixers are missing it is that creator someone who can create their own shot with let's say there's like eight seconds on the clock you need someone to score Embiid has obviously been great this season but he's still not like typically in a big man isn't isn't that guy that's going to like handle the ball especially on the perimeter and like give you that bucket like he's done it in spurts but that's not really what you're looking for and outside of Tobias there's no one that can really do that for you like create for themselves like Seth Curry you're gonna have to get off like a screen or something Mm -hmm. right but and Danny Green kind of the same you know adding someone like JJ could be good of course and someone like Kyle Lowry could be good for that um but yeah, I mean, I, I would be in on him if, you, if you're talking buyout and, and you're getting him. I, I don't think you say no to that at all if you're the Sixers. Yeah. Um, the the other, like, not really rumor, but was brought up, Derek Bodner tweeted about Norman Powell potentially getting traded as well. He's obviously going to be an unrestricted free agent, I believe, at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I think the Nets have been super in on, on Norman Powell. So that's another guy that's, you know, on what everyone likes to call hug watch. Victor <sighs> Oladipo is out tonight for personal reasons. Right. Uh, so, I mean, there there's a lot of moves that could potentially happen even by the time we sign off of this podcast. but Which in is a, usually the case. Yes. <laughs> it's either right in the middle or right when we end. Um dream scenario what trade if any do you want the Sixers to make I mean dream scenario is like 
LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Kyle Lowry is probably the best fit out of anyone. Um, dream scenario would be this like rumored three team trade, which only sees us give up someone like Thibel and, a, and you know a first round pick. Um, that would be great because you're keeping like this team as it currently exists is very good. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have been lamenting over the past week where they've been playing so well without Embiid and at times even without Ben. Um, wow, like it's gonna kind of suck if we if we you know lose someone like Danny Green, right, or even Thibel. Like it's not you know we we've grown attached to the team, but they're also playing very well. So it feels strange to kind of be tinkering with that. In the past, the Sixers have always been kind of limping at this stage of the season or it's very clear that the Sixers need that extra thing and I think it's the Sixers still need that extra help right I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that this year is different than that but it's not quite as in your face as it's been the last few years right and I think again also when Embiid went down we all expected this team to really kind of take a nosedive in terms of performances and they haven't um you know typically like these like west coast road trips are like a death sentence for us and they just we've been performing pretty well actually so far um, which is obviously positive. So yeah, it kind of changes your mindset as a fan as to like how energized you are about like wanting a trade, right? Like wanting to make that move. You know, if you had asked like someone like in January, like early January about making any kind of trade, they're like, yes, like we need to make a move. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's a little different because we've, again, we've grown in with this team and they're playing well and it's hard to like say, all right, well, let's, Let's move some pieces around again, yeah. you know, especially when this team is like just been it's built on sand just all the time. It's changing. Can we talk about how smart Daryl is? And this is not a pander either. Tony Bradley. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everybody chastised that move because it was for Zaire Smith. Right. And it, it, they were like, what is this move? Like, this seems just like a throwaway, and Tony Bradley's balling out right now, and this is no knock on Zaire, but he's not in the league right now. Right. Uh, Zaire, we were always... I, man, Zaire is, like, such, like, a, like, what-if scenario because he was such, like, unreal athleticism. Like, I think he could have been such an interesting player. I was super bummed, obviously, like, you know, with the injury and then, obviously, the allergy reaction and, like, the surgery and the weight loss he had. Like, he had, mm-hmm. like, such a huge road to recovery and you know obviously he was also involved in like a contentious at the time and i think still contentious trade right like you have bridges great story villanova guy and he's you know now Mom works to, for the team right like in middle of his interview he's being traded right um and you know now he's he's a good player like mm-hmm. he, someone like bridges would fit very well on this team uh, but you were sold on like zaire's potential so yeah like i, I think a lot of people held on to that still i i personally did too because i felt like Damn, I like you. Just really want to see what he what he turns into, and you want it to be with with your team. Um, but yeah, Tony Bradley has been spectacular. Uh, I yeah, I I had written him off as well. It's kind of just like oh, you know, he's like a depth guy. Yep. Not not gonna matter much. Um, Third center because he signed right. Dwight. Exactly. You know, and that, that was that was part of the the calculation there too is like it's not even like in past where you know all right well there's competition for like the backup center right like it felt pretty clearly there was there was a hierarchy there and tony bradley was at the very bottom of it but yeah i mean he's certainly like really proving himself um and Embiid's tweet a few weeks ago about building around <laughs> tony bradley is just proving more tr- i mean maybe we should give Embiid some gm duties maybe that's what we were missing all along i mean it makes sense and I think if he had his way, there'd be a lot of different players here (laughs) uh, over the past couple of years. But, I mean, 
when Embiid went down, it was one of those things where it was, we talked about it. You said, this is like the sixth sense. You already know what's going to happen. And people are like, oh, wait till the end. And it's kind of been the opposite for the most part with this team. Like they found ways to gut out wins most recently against the Knicks. They did it last night against the Warriors. It's, it's been nice to watch, even as stressful and annoying as it's been, it's been nice to come out on top in the end with those scenarios. Because typically these aren't games Sixers win without a beat. Right. It's been a good twist. It hasn't yes. been like a, a soul-crushing twist. It's been a, a real positive one. Like, he's alive at the end, right? He made it through. Um, it's like, you know, like when Captain America wakes up at the end of the movie and he's just been frozen. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, he lived. Yeah, I, it's been it's been impressive, I think, the Sixers' resilience because everything – in the past, and, and our experience would tell you that when Embiid is out, and even this season when he's been out, we haven't performed well. We just haven't. Um, so the fact that we've won, I think we've probably won more games on this stretch without Embiid than we've won in the last, like, three years without him. Yeah, <laughs> easy. Um, and that's that's impressive. And, yeah, I mean, we're still rolling, which is obviously huge because when you look at the conference, right, it's going to get tighter and tighter. It's clearly between us, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee for those top three seeds at, at this point in my opinion at least i don't see any of us falling out of that uh range but you want to have the top seed you want to have home court advantage because that could actually mean something too especially with the fans back right you know like it's only going to become more and more of an advantage so yeah it's 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 bizarre because i really would have i would have bet quite a bit i didn't but i would have bet quite a bit that we would have lost a lot of these games over the last week and a half and we just have it and that's Obviously a good thing, but it's not what we've come to know from the Sixers in the past. And even like some of these, like I saw Sixers Adam tweet about it and said, like the Sixers went from just a, a GM that tweeted from burner accounts to like a conglomerate unit of people who made decisions to uh, a guy who's probably going to end up reading this tweet uh, as, you know, the guy running the, the front office and they just continue to make smart moves this entire season when it comes to this roster. And it's just like, it's so refreshing, but it's also like something that takes getting used to because we haven't dealt with this in the last like three seasons. Yeah. Competency hasn't been a thing <laughs> with the Sixers front office in a long time. Um, and there hasn't been trust either. Like that's the big thing too, is like, Especially like in years past at the trade deadline, there was no trust that we were going to make the right decision or that we we're going to get the guys that we wanted or needed. I feel no matter what happens, if we make a move or not, I feel like we're more than likely making the best choice because we have Daryl Morey making that choice. And I have the most confidence in him that you can have in like a front office member. Like I, I truly believe that like whatever decision he makes, and I've said this about pretty much everything you know about trading ben right or about any kind of draft night decisions like he's making that call i'm gonna ride with daryl morey i just am and you know he's he's a guy that's also traded for kyle lowry in the mm -hmm. past too which is interesting um i don't know if the, you know he's trying to bring it back whatever but theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more.
Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. Like he's, he's a guy that's like not afraid to make these moves, but he's also not afraid to like just know when there isn't value there. And I think that's important. I I think so often in the past with the Sixers, just been like, okay, we know we need to make a change, and they're just getting whoever. Like there, there's been no there's been no consistency or no like plan with the Sixers in the last like two and a half years. It's just been like just get good players on the team by any means and empty the cupboards to do it there hasn't been like a focus on okay well like we need should we be concerned about fit should we be concerned about age should we be concerned about personality and it's like that just hasn't been the case at all whereas now it feels completely different like you actually have a direction now and that's that's just a much more comfortable spot to be in for the Sixers and it's like not just Lowry either that are in like these rumors surrounding the Sixers there's other guys that would make sense for this team with Brown Norman Powell as a potential fit, don't really see him coming here. Right. But, like, the George Hills of the world, the Lonzo Ball rumor, which would be a lot of fun. Um, like, those are two other guys outside of Lowry that make a ton of sense for this roster. Right, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the it's kind of... It's interesting because I think you're going to see a little bit about what, like, how much value teams are putting into this season, right? You've seen like the team, like the Bucks, right? Like essentially go all in yep. on right now and the next like two, three years to make a championship happen. The Sixers are like on that edge, and I think you're gonna see. And not that this is like the definitive statement, but I think if you really believe that the Sixers can win a championship this year, that you you probably move for someone like Kyle Lowry, right? Like, and Alonzo Ball could certainly get you there. I think Lonzo has like tags on him that still exists from like his rookie campaign and mm -hmm. like i think he gets like like lumped in with his dad's antics a lot too but lonzo's like really turned into a very good player it's also like young he's 23 yeah. only 23 which is like, crazy to think like about. It, it feels like he's been in our lives for forever at this point but he's only 23 years old like that's still incredibly young you look at his numbers you look at the way he's playing he's turned into like what everyone wants which is like a three and d guard that's good. <laughs> like he's and he's he's obviously a great playmaker. Like he's he's really like developed into like a very interesting player that I think a lot of teams would love to have. Um, and, again, and he's, he's under contract next year. I think he's a restricted free agent uh, coming up. Okay. So you know you you obviously and that's what makes it interesting too is because he doesn't necessarily have to be moved right now. And there's a few other, there's John Collins, which is also like this in Atlanta, where it's like restricted free agent you can match any offer that comes in and teams may just bet that and this happens a lot that maybe the market isn't quite there for a player a player like lonzo though the market might be there for we've mm -hmm. seen uh guards with not even his like full skill set get you know huge offers from teams and, and maybe you overpay but that's that's going to be interesting to watch too i don't know if that's a sixers move exactly um i wouldn't obviously hate lonzo ball on the sixers but i don't know like the value difference between like trading for Kyle Lowry 
you know, expiring free agent who the team, like Toronto seems likely to be like at least open to working mm-hmm. with, with like he essentially is going to get to choose where he goes and Toronto is going to help him get to that location. Um, whereas New Orleans isn't going to be doing that. They're trying to extract as much value as possible. So, you know, like that's also the difference there too, in that your price for Kyle Lowry is probably significant, significantly cheaper, at least in terms of giving up assets. You'd still want to resign him, obviously, but Lonzo, you're having to give up assets to get. Also, you're going to have to pay him, and it's going to be longer term than Kyle Lowry. Who knows? Would you hate having Lonzo under contract long term? No, but I wonder. I do wonder a little bit, at least, about ownership's thoughts mm-hmm. on that because um, you are going to be paying a lot of money. You're right. going to have like ninety something million tied up, tied up between Ben, Joel, and Tobias next year. Just three players right yeah. there. Lonzo's going to be, you know, another twenty, twenty five million. Um, I just wonder, you know, what ownerships real faults are, are yeah. on that i guess they're gonna have to put their money where their mouth is i guess in in that instance even if you trade for kyle lowry you're, you're probably gonna have to resign him on like a two-year deal uh, so you know you're gonna have to be paying no matter what but it's just about what you value and i think you're gonna get at least some answer to that with with what happens here i do wonder if there's like a um you know we missed out on james harden i wonder if there's like a if Daryl's like just going in for the kill now, like I'm getting the guy that I want, the guy that I believe can make a difference, and I'm I'm willing to do what it takes. Or if he just walks away and like recognizes the values in there, who knows? Like I think I think that's going to be an interesting exercise in the next day. But my intention again is almost turning into teams around us and what they're doing mm-hmm. because as much as you know, I'm interested in what we change and what we bring in. I think it's just as interesting if, if some of these other teams make moves that could improve them because. Yeah, that's ultimately what what it's about is having to beat these guys in the playoffs. And that's the crazy part too is like you brought up a John Collins potentially getting moved. The Hawks are in fourth place in the East right now. Right. The biggest difference is everybody outside of that top three is like a game over five hundred, five hundred or below. And they've been on a tear too. Yeah, they obviously had a, a you know, and unfairly you know right like, but they have a coaching change. They had a lot of injuries this year. Just a lot of just just crappy stuff going on right but they've been on a tear since they have nate mcmillan now as, as their mm-hmm. head coach and um like one of like the hotter teams in the league for sure so yeah i mean you're gonna you're gonna have lots of situations with teams i don't know if john collins gets moves at this trade deadline right but that's at least a name to keep in mind for the summer like in terms of you know maybe at this draft right he gets moved or you know maybe he's just he's out of atlanta who knows it just um i think there's gonna be Probably less movement than people want. And that's usually how trade deadline goes. Yeah. Normally there's tons of rumors about XYZ player, and a lot of times it's just the X. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, do you think the, the P.J. Tucker trade changes the landscape of, like, the way teams are – because it seems like right now it's a seller's market. Right. So I think what's interesting about the P.J. Tucker trade is that you, like obviously the Sixers it, it would have been great to have him PJ Tucker gives you a really good defensive edge right especially like when you're talking like front court defensive ability mm-hmm. um and that's where like someone like Lonzo Ball gets really interesting right because this is a trap that the Sixers have fallen into but I think you can at least think about it this way in terms of like roster construction in terms of who you have to go through in the east we were so focused on having to beat Milwaukee that we get Al Horford and think that that's going to help us stop Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Like, I, stupid. But I will say this. There, there are 
two of the, the, the targets that we're looking at would help in interesting ways. Lonzo Ball is a, a great defensive player. Mm-hmm. If you have him and Ben Simmons, like that's you're not stopping Brooklyn offensively. You're slowing them down as much as you can. That is the best you could do feasibly is having those two and then Joel Embiid on the interior. Like you hold on to Matisse somehow. Like I yeah, you like, those three. Like I don't know what more you could like realistically do outside of just like getting insanely lucky in yeah. a draft or something. Like you're just not, you know, in terms of just like roster construction right now, that would be an amazing defensive duo to have. But adding Kyle Lowry will certainly wouldn't give you the defensive ability that you you'd be getting from someone like Lonzo. That takes away some of the burden that Ben Simmons has to worry about. And I mean, just like even physically, like having mm-hmm. to commit so much on offense and be like the ball hander, the initiator. If you like just eliminate, and we, we've learned this with Ben Simmons, right? If you just give Ben Simmons like the simplest paths to what he's good at. And he's very, the things that he's good at, he absolutely excels at. Like he's an elite defender. If you can give him that ability to like just focus more on defending just cut out a lot of the fat with his game, then that's huge. And that's obviously something Kyle Lowry, I feel, would do for this team, which would be amazing. So either way, you know, you have to be looking to the, you know, these playoffs and going forward about how you're going to deal with these teams. And, you know, you have to be aware of that when you're making these moves. And yeah, both those guys would definitely be interesting. And I think, you know, it's it's interesting with PJ Tucker, you know, in, in that same instance, right? Because um, he is someone that can defend a lot of positions, right? Like is is a switchable defender. Like that's could definitely be huge as you get in, into the playoffs, um, especially in a series like like against the Nets, right? But it's um it's going to be interesting. I, I think the way that uh, this trade deadline works because you I think you you are having teams desperate to make additions, and the Nets are also one of those teams too. Mm-hmm. It's not just everyone trying to chase them. They they want to build that depth that they they're going to need. So I had Harrison on the podcast earlier this week, and I said, if there's a missing piece, you know, is it Lowry? And we, we kind of debated. He said, maybe it's Zach Levine, and if we got Zach Levine, we'd have an Aaron Gordon ends up going to the Celtics. There would be four former dunk contest champs in the the top three of these. You have Blake Griffin, Zach Levine, Dwight Howard, and Aaron Gordon. And the fact that the Sixers have two of them just automatically means we win the championship. I mean, I think... I think playground rules, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Blake Griffin, like, I think, like, he used to, I, I forget his dunk numbers at, like, the height of his career. I think he had, like, an obscene, like, 240 dunks in a season, and now he's down to, like, 30. <laughs> like, it is, it's it's crazy, kind of, the, the cliff that he's fallen off physically um, in terms of just that's not his game anymore. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, like, when you look at um, – who you can add. Zach Levine would obviously be great, but I think the price is just going to be astronomical. His, his value has literally never been higher. Yeah. Uh, and you're just, I, I don't know that you're getting any kind of value out of that situation. But yeah, of course, if you, if you gave me the option to just like drop Zach Levine into this team, yeah, I would 100% take that. Hey, hey you. Yeah, you listening to this podcast right now. You're listening to an underground sports Philadelphia podcast, you should probably know that we have an entire catalog of podcasts on this network. So what I want you to do right now, once you finish this episode, after you finish subscribing, leaving a five-star review down in the Apple podcast section, I want you to search underground sports Philadelphia 
and go check out our catalog of podcasts, especially our flagship TV and movie podcast for streaming services called Streamer Season. We have breakdowns of amazing shows coming out weekly. You should definitely check it out. That's Streamer SZN. Search it on your favorite podcast app and give us a follow on social media. You won't regret it. Check out all the awesome podcasts on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network and thank me later. Now, back to the show. Where are you at with Matisse? Because I feel like you and I have been very pro Matisse Thibel since the jump, even during the Harden saga. Now a lot of people talking. I think it's been like circulating on on like Twitter rumors and stuff of like the Sixers would be more willing to give up Matisse Thibel than Tyrese Maxey. I just feel like Matisse is way too valuable the way he's been playing over the last like two months, defensively especially. To, to move on from right now. I, I agree in a sense. I think the price has to be right, right? Like, I was fine Matisse going in a hardened trade. Right. I was not fine with, like, Matisse going in these, like, just very sideways moves or, or just, like, like draft night kind of trades that just, like, weren't really getting you anywhere. And I think, yeah, Matisse has largely been undervalued by the fan base for, like, whatever reason. I don't really understand. Um I mean, if, if I had to choose between the two, it would be Maxi, simply because I think if you're talking ceiling, if you're talking team need, like Maxi is someone that I think like could grow with his team and it could be really special. Um, he's also like, it helps that he's younger, right? Like Matisse like, is a little bit more of like a known, this is kind of the player mm-hmm. that he's going to be. He can still develop, of course, but um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if Fievel goes and it's part of like a Lowry trade, obviously like I'll appreciate Matisse and for how he's played here. And I think he's been a great personality, but you know, that's just part of it, right? Like it's just, sometimes you have to, you have to give up value to get value. You're not just going to like sell a team on like spare parts, right? Like it, it's going to take some sacrifice. So yeah, I I wouldn't like, I'm not like (laughs) willingly just throwing Matisse in all these trade machines. Like we've seen so much of the last year, but you know, I I think we have to be realistic too about what our our goal is. And our goal is to win a championship this year or next year. Like our window is right now. It's not like we're trying to build. And, you know, I I think some people are still stuck on this idea that we're trying to build for the future thing. No, like we are currently right now today trying to win an NBA championship Mm -hmm. in four months. Like that is the goal. Like that is what we are built to do right now. Joel Embiid is having the best season of his career. He's having an MVP caliber type of season. You're not guaranteed to get that ever again. You, this is like the time to like really like just like Cash strap out. in and and go all in. And and I think you know obviously if that means moving Matisse, then you do it. And I don't think it'd be that destructive to your future either. That if you lose Matisse, that's not it's not a piece that you lose and you think wow like I don't know I I don't know about that. Like as good as good as he's been and as as much as we both like him. I think you make that sacrifice. I feel like any move that's going to have like that, I don't know about that move, is anything that would involve Ben. I don't foresee. I, and I, I don't see Ben getting moved yeah. anytime soon. I the, the way he's played, the way this team is playing, a big move like that just does not no. seem... I would be I would be shocked. Like My genuinely, jaw would be on the ground. Genuinely shocked if we saw a trade on that level. One, because, yeah, like, just the way this team is played, it just feels like there's no reason to be making a move like that. But two, like, we've heard absolutely nothing, you know, regarding, right? Like, so, yeah, that would be truly from out of nowhere. But, yeah, that that's that's certainly a player you, you don't want to see gone at this point. 
I know both the Bucks and the the Nets have made moves before the Sixers have throughout this season, but between those two teams, who do you think makes the next move? And then of everybody below us outside of the top three, who makes the most, for lack of a better term, season-altering move for that team? I, I think between the Nets and Bucks, I think it would be the Nets simply because the Bucks have made, they made a lot of moves, obviously, in the offseason. They were active in free agency. I mean, of course, the Nets were too, but um, you know they make the big trade for Harden, obviously, but they haven't like really had a ton of moves. Like a, a lot of it's just been like a buyout guy, mm-hmm. like Blake Griffin, right? Like, so I, I would just, you know, if I was choosing, I would shoot the net simply because I think they have more improvement to make than the Bucks necessarily do, and I think there's probably more room for improvement. In terms of outside of the top three right now, I think the Heat seem really poised to like make some kind of move. Um, obviously, again, they're like super involved in the Kyle Lowry talks. We'll see. Like they certainly could. Um, you know, the Celtics are like a perennial team that like everyone kind of assumes will make a move. And it's become like a meme now, right? About like Danny Angel. Like, we could have had him, but you know, we were involved in talk. Like, but it does feel like this is a year where maybe they actually do shake it up because they've had such a, a crap year. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I don't feel bad for them, no. but I can also relate because the Sixers have had seasons like this. We, you know, we all uh, last year. Right. This is it's it's very similar to our year last year. It's just like everything just sucks. Everything's going wrong. Uh, the guy that you signed to a bunch of money isn't the guy that you want him to be, and it's just not working. Um, yeah, so I I, I think it, primarily I would be focused on the Heat making a move outside of like the top three because I think that's a team that has the most to gain. They're they're in a similar ish position to us where, you know, they have obviously Jimmy Butler's older than Embiid, but like this is like the best you're going to be getting out of Jimmy Butler right, right now is is this season and, and next year right are probably his best years that he's going to have left. You want to be maximizing that, and you know if that means making a, a big trade, then I think you, you have to go for it. I think it's the Knicks. The Knicks definitely could. I mean, they are. If you look up wild card in the dictionary, it is. <laughs> it says "see New York Knicks," right? And then it brings you to a picture of Spike Lee's face. Right. They are a hundred percent a a reference for that. Um, yeah, the Knicks certainly could. I I just don't know that the Knicks are going to be making any kind of big move they don't feel like a big move team to me they don't feel like ambition i mean that's just the nick way pretty much is lack of it um but i, I certainly would be surprised to see the knicks make some kind of uh move at the trade i'm not i just think you know if the, the knicks aren't gonna like come out of nowhere right uh and make like some kind of big swing for someone i think i mean the only reason i bring them up is i saw rumors earlier today that they potentially might be in on andre drummond which for right. Sixers, that's great because Embiid has real estate in Drummond's Lakers head. Lakers apparently are in on Andre Drummond, which is Lakers apparently just coming in, being in on everybody recently, which is wild. It's that those, that coastal elite attitude right there. That's what that is. Um, but it, this seems like a season that the Knicks they're like, oh, we're still in it, and it's almost April. Let's push some chips in, and you know, potentially have fans back in the arena and uh, make the most of it, and be a you know pseudo above average team and play in one round of the playoffs right like it's um it definitely feels like just a fire burning too hot type of team you remember like there was a Suns team this a while ago now that was supposed to be terrible and they just 
and it just messed their whole rebuild up yes. because they were supposed to be terrible and they i, I forget what they end, their record ended up i think they were almost a 50 win team and um it feels a lot like that where it's like this this is just an aberration especially like in the season that we've had the knicks i think in a, in a normal season would not be where they are that's not to diminish what they've done but i think there's certain teams that have been uh moved down the ladder a lot of like because of covid because of you know just mm -hmm. injuries and and the quick turnaround and there's a few teams that have gotten a pretty generous bump and i think the knicks might have received the most yes. generous bump of all the teams um when the trade deadline comes and goes thursday who is still on this sixers team that is currently on the roster uh ben simmons joel Embiid. i would be surprised to see seth curry gone yeah, I don't see Seth getting moved. Um, those are like the absolute lock-it-ins. Actually, just Ben and Joel are the absolute lock-it-ins. Seth, I don't foresee because he's played so well. He's currently like nursing an injury. I just don't like he has a great contract. I don't. I would be really surprised. I think Tobias is a lock-it-in. Tobias is a lock-it. Yeah, I. Sometimes I tend to forget about Tobias. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's trading for Tobias. Even with the uh, increased level of play, I don't see that happening. So, yeah, the, the usual suspects, I guess, are all locked in. Everyone else is, like, certainly on the table. I, I don't think... You think he, Shake's on the table? I w yeah, I would be surprised to see Shake moved, for sure. Um, but also, I don't know that, like, he's not an unmovable piece. Right. He's not a... He's not a, uh, a, a a no no chance at all type of player like everyone else in the roster i think is certainly like open for discussion at the very least so yeah those are the only guys that like 100 percent will be a sixer um but i i feel like you know if there's a trade made it's you know we kind of know generally it's like five names and mm -hmm. it's like at least three of those guys you know so i don't know that there's going to be like a huge surprise um the only surprise will be if one if something actually happens is Danny Green still here on Thursday? I think if there's a trade, Danny Green is involved in that trade because the most likely trade is Kyle Lowry. He has to be in it to match money. So, I, you know, if if there is a trade, it's pretty likely that Danny Green is involved, which would suck because I think he's, he's played well this year. I think he's a good player. But, you know, again, it's sort of the same thing as Matisse. He's an expiring contract as well. We'll see. I'm like, I, I get that he's like the money match for trades, but the way that... Daryl Morey has like tweeted and interacted with Danny Green tweets just makes me feel like he's not going to trade Danny right uh Kevin O'Connor from the ring and just said the New York Knicks have emerged as a serious potential destination for uh Andre Drummond nice so bodes well for a, us. a serious potential destination let's wow. go um <laughs> yeah you know I, I think Danny Green again is a good fit here and just because he's expiring you have his uh bird rights because you yeah. traded for him so you can re-sign him for over the um the cap like it's not an issue really in fact that's how you get in like a situation like this is where you like you just keep resigning guys because you can't add the value yeah. really any other way um so yeah I, you know we'll see i i think i think that's going to be interesting but yeah unfortunately if if there is a trade it feels like danny green is kind of just destined to be in it because he's one of the only like movable contracts we have it always pops up around like the trade deadline in the off season, but it always makes me chuckle when I see the tweet Furkan Korkmaz being the one guy to request a trade from the Sixers, not get it, and then re-sign here is still hilarious. Right. Uh, the 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 road to Korkmaz <laughs> has been uh, quite impressive. 
it is wild. Uh, I know it's not like a lot of money, but I feel like we don't talk about how like insertable to a trade Terrence Ferguson is. He doesn't play. Right. Not really a great dude. And, you know, I don't remember the last time he touched a court. It's, I think, like, he makes, like, $4 million. It's like, 3.2 yeah. or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's like a, it's definitely a good, like, filler contract, yeah. right, to kind of get you to whatever threshold you need. Um, yeah, and, I mean, in a way, like, if you're thinking structurally, it's good to have contracts like that that can just be sort of moved, you know, in deference and, and moved as part of trade, so. You think we have four centers on the roster? <laughs> I I think we'll have five. I <laughs> <laughs> Greg Monroe, step on down. You're coming back. God bless him. <laughs> uh, B-Ball Paul getting all types of awards as well. Right. Um, most he might I might be the most decorated sixer right now. I mean, Jesus. easily. He's like they come out as uh, runner-ups in the bubble, but he comes out as MVP, Rookie of the Year. First team all defense, first team all rookie, first team all G League, everything is going. And he gets Sean Strania just saying, a.k.a. B-Ball Paul, in his tweet. So he's just worldwide. But B-Ball Paul is bringing on, home all the hardware. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good thing for him. I'm, like, happy for him and, and uh, certainly deserving of all, like, the awards and recognitions because he's played so well. Really looking forward to seeing him you know, going forward with the Sixers, because I think, you know, if you're, if you're talking about adding talent through the draft, you're going to have to be really good at finding guys in, you know, the second round. And if you've been able to do that, you know, for Daryl Morey in his first draft with the Sixers, that would be spectacular. But um, again, I, I think we talked about this before with him is it's all about patience with mm -hmm. like developing players. And, you know, there's a chance he comes up this year and just doesn't play very well. And you just, it's all good because you have you have plenty of time. Uh, Shake Milton can attest to that. That sometimes it just takes a year or two for you to really find where you're at. But yeah, he certainly had a very very good start to being a 76er. I'm gonna give you a, a quite a funny laugh. So I've been look. I was looking at the Sixers roster pictures here, just from the Google search. Uh, when you see Tony Bradley's picture, can't wait to see your reaction. <laughs> Hey, I want to thank you, the listener, for checking out an Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. If you've been rocking with us for any amount of time, you know we have a whole catalog of podcasts, a number of franchises under our umbrella, and I want you to do me a favor. Once you're done listening to this episode, once you're done subscribing, leaving a five-star rating or review on the Apple Podcast feed, like we know you always do, I want you to hop over and check out the Outside the Box podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's our flagship pro lacrosse podcast. Ton of fun stuff, amazing interviews, content. We know that lacrosse, you know, we're still in a bit of a limbo period, but hey, do us a favor, check it out, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and maybe learn about the sport of the future. And with that, let's get back to the show. Is, is that his LinkedIn picture? <laughs> Just in a polo. I can't even. I can't even imagine what that's from exactly. It, it makes no sense. Everybody else on the Sixers roster either in 
current Sixers jersey, former team jersey, right. or college jersey. And then <laughs> Tony Bradley's just in like a red Target polo. <laughs> That's bizarre. Uh, also, the the TNT broadcast last night making Tobias. There's, ra- there's there's times where I'm kind of happy. Oh. That, um, you know, I'm like a early to bed type of person, and I'm just I'm glad that I wasn't. Uh, I saw that highlight, and I was like, "Thank God we have Zoom off and Allah." I'm I'm glad that I I have like the ability to just like watch it on like Ooh. Twitter or something, and I can just like skip it. You know, like I don't have to be subjected to watching that through a, an actual broadcast. Good grief! A little uncomfortable. A little weird. Shout out to Tobias for taking that as right. well as he did. Uh, trade deadline. We'll be here. We got you all covered with that. But Matt, I think it's time for the uh, the weird story of the week, and we'd be we'd be silly not to talk about cinnamon toast shrimp. This is just the most <laughs> absurd story I've ever heard in my life, and it gets weirder by the minute. I didn't know that this guy was Topanga's husband. Yes. And when I found that, I was like, "Are you serious? Like, you gotta be kidding me." That's I listen. I'm not saying this guy's lying. I don't believe that he is. But I also just genuinely can't wrap my head around how shrimp tails end up in cinnamon toast crunch. I just can't process that. I really can't. Like someone had to have just like been like messing with this like specific box. I just I I couldn't. I, I it's so impossible to believe for me. It is one of the most bizarre stories. God, cinnamon toast crunch is such a good cereal too. That's what's <laughs> a, a bummer about this. Like, I don't eat a lot of cereal, but like. I'm quite fond of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like that is a a top tier cereal. And then Cinnamon Toast Crunch trying to play it off and is like, no, that's what it looks like when sugar like right clumps up together and everything. Which like I get like some people have, like posted that they had pictures like that in the past. Like, well that looks like definitely <laughs> just like a, a sugar like mix up. Like that is a like I know what a shrimp tail looks like. That is a shrimp tail those are two shrimp tails. You can it's very clear to me that that is not some kind of like sugar processing malfunction, big clump, whatever. Like that is very, very obviously two shrimp tails. Yes, Jensen Carp is uh, the guy, and like we said, married to Topanga, which like just seems like a Mad Lib. The it whole really, thing. It's it, like I opened my box of cinnamon toast crunch, and I found shrimp tails, and my wife is Topanga from Boy Meets World. It's it's a bizarre story all the way around. I can't, I can't quite believe it. And then he ended up finding like string yeah. as well. And then they want him to test like the, the black specks on the cinnamon toast crunch because then they're saying it might be a Costco issue where the bag was like severed open from another box. So like potentially like mice got into it with the dry food and that was like their nest and disgusting, That's gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, cinnamon toast shrimp. Uh, I think the funniest, just like, well done tweet was having shrimp cocktail for dinner, and somebody posted a box of cinnamon toast crunch. Right. Um, God, cinnamon. I the more I think about, it, I'm like, I shouldn't be thinking it, right? But like, the more like, this could be like a bizarre viral campaign because all I can think about right now in this moment is getting a box of cinnamon toast crunch and eating it. Like, and I'm that's like, the weird thing. It's like the guy's verified on Twitter. He's a writer. Uh, his fame, like his claim to fame when he was younger was he made songs with Kanye West. Like right. he has a memoir called Kanye West owes me $300. It's not like some like Joe Schmo 
found this and like played it off. It's like he's verified on Twitter, has a pretty big following, married to an iconic, you know, 90s actress, has friends in Hollywood. It, it could it does seem like a, a setup for like marketing of cinnamon toast shrimp. Like it, I just <laughs> I really want cinnamon toast crunch now. And the more I think of it, I'm like, damn, I have not had Cinnamon Toast Crunch in a long time. And it is such is such a good cereal. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch right now, they're they're down bad. Well guys, we have advertising space. You can send me a box. I'll talk to you. You wanna you I'll wanna hop on board? Bad. Come on through. Not not huge into the sugary cereals, but like, man, that and like Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms is like a dessert, like a late like a late night snack. Mm. You can talk to me all day about those. Jensen Carp. Husband of Topanga, discoverer of cinnamon toast shrimp. Yeah, disgusting. Absolutely insane. Uh, you guys, that's all we got for you. We had a big NBA trade deadline type breakdown show. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll have some news going into Thursday about potential Sixers trades. And that's why you guys should be following us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website because I'm sure any trade goes down tomorrow. We'll have blogs about it. And uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know if you think Cinnamon Toast Shrimp is a marketing campaign for the summer. Uh, who you want to see the Sixers trade for. Who you don't want them to trade uh and anything else in between five stars only because we have standards we know you do too and we know they're five stars make sure you check out our entire catalog of podcasts the outside the box podcast got a big uh entry draft expansion draft uh podcast coming up tomorrow for the pll we've got streamer season which matt i don't know if you saw chance the rapper quote tweeted us i did see (laughs) shout out chance the rapper uh kind of pseudo invited us to the crib uh, to watch TV and movies, but check out streamer season. We're breaking down all things Falcon winter soldier. We got new stuff coming from the fourth and goal boys. April 1st, the pit stop morning show right here on twitch.tv slash underground sports P H I. And of course, check out unplugged shot clock on Instagram with Richie. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have a big old trade deadline breakdown for you guys on Instagram with his show. And, uh, show would not be possible without our awesome sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, and Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC. And of course, guys, you can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, our friends at Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka also help make this show happen. Same promo code for all three websites, Tomahawk Shades. You get 25% off your order at checkout with promo code USP. Manscaped, 20% off, free shipping, and a thank you from your balls with promo code USP at manscaped.com. And stateside Urban Craft Vodka, get 10% off the one liter vodka bottles at statesidevodka.com with promo code USP. Must be 21 or older to order. Of course, please drink responsibly. Got another weekend of March Madness coming up as well. Can't wait. Just bring us all the upsets. I need lots of things to be happening. <laughs> Shout out Oral Roberts. The second 15 seed ever to make it to the Sweet 16. 
should be a fun one because a lot of wonky and weird seeds making it through. And uh, <laughs> Loyola still has Farva playing for him. It's disgusting. <laughs> I hate that team. <laughs> Chicago is the worst city in America. Sister Jean sucks. We always have Chicago topics on here. They don't put ketchup on their hot dogs. Right. It's just not a good city. Bad things happen there, I hear. <laughs> That's what happens when you have two baseball teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a good look. You're, you're not L.A. You don't get to have that. <laughs> it's not New York. Even L.A. doesn't really even have two. Yeah, once in Anaheim. Disney owned them. Yeah. Uh, this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 316. For Matt, I'm KB. We are signing off. Go eat some cinnamon toast shrimp. Peace. Oh,